Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 11 of Adam Mudman's A-List. And welcome again to Pride 2018. The gayness continues again into a third review for this week. Um, so yeah, we have had a chance to look at a movie from the 60s made by a gay director, a movie from the 70s which dealt with gay themes, and um, now we are going to go back to Jess Franco land for um, 1983's uh, Macumba Sexual, which uh, roughly translated means sexual witchcraft. Um, but the title is Macumba Sexual, or Macumba Sexual. I have no idea. But uh, Macumba Sexual, maybe? Who knows? But yeah, um, <clears throat> so, uh, I don't need to introduce Jess Franco, do I? I already did an audio episode with one of his movies, so ideally, you know, there's some knowledge of who he is. Um, yeah, this is um, a... The reason why I have included this movie in my Pride reviews this year is very simple. Uh, last year, I reviewed the 1970s movie by Jess Franco, Vampiros Lesbos, Um which, uh, guess what? It it had gay vampires in it. Surprise. Um, so this movie, uh, which I'm very excited to talk about, is, uh, uh, a remake of Vampiros Lesbos. So this movie is very, very much about lesbianism. Um, and it, the lesbianism features, is featured between... Um, Ajita Wilson and Lena Romay. So, for a gay lady like me, this is this is pretty heavenly. Just saying. Um, I am very happy to talk about this movie because Ajita Wilson uh, is um, actually the first actress who comes to mind when I think of transgender. Uh, transgender film actresses. Um, I was unaware until seeing this, like, I saw this movie uh, three or four times before I was even aware that she was transgender. Um, I, I am so, so happy that transition technologies and methods um, worked so well in the early 1980s. Um, I am so happy that she was able to get the body that she wanted. Uh, it is, for most of us trans people, I shouldn't say most, but many of us, that is the dream come true. Um, it is something of the end game for us in a lot of ways. Although, it's an ongoing journey, and it's it's never really over. Um, but uh, you know, um, you know, still there there are definitely you know conclusive and and exciting stages, such as that which Miss Wilson was able to reach, which is awesome. Um, Lena Romaine is not trans. That's okay though. She's she's very very attractive. Um, <laughs> 
so yeah um this this movie like i said is a remake of vampiros lesbos um as such the plot is almost identical uh however there are a few things changed there's not a creepy psychiatrist scene um there uh it really the plot is a lot more stripped down but that's kind of in a lot of ways to pack in more complications this movie in some ways represents um an interesting trend by franco in the early 80s where he remade a lot of his older movies but in noticeably different ways um, I mentioned I have talked before about how Revenge in the House of Usher is essentially kind of a remake of um, the awful Doctor Orloff to the point where it recycles a lot of the footage, um, and that's I think symptomatic of of the same sort of design. Like I don't know if Franco was just being cheap at the time. Like, he was just like, oh, hey, it's just easier for me to remake my own movies because then I don't have to come up with new ideas, or arguably even new scripts. Um, but I don't think that's the case. I think that he remade these movies because he he wanted to. And Macumba Sexual is definitely different enough from Vampiros Lesbos um, that I I, you know... I'm confident that it's it has a lot of passion behind it. Um So yeah, uh basically the movie opens with um Selena Romay plays um Alice Brooks, who is a real estate agent. Uh she has been having a strange nightmare basically every night, which is where she is on a desert island, as in an island that is a desert um and there is a queen there ajita wilson uh named tara obongo who um she has these two like creepy naked servants neither of whom are necessarily people we want to see naked uh one is a man one is a woman um and um, they have this weird when when in the dream when um uh Princess Obongo is walking uh her servants down the beach, um they have like this creepy like walk on all fours, like they're in the Poughkeepsie tapes or something. And uh yeah, it's creepy. So basically, um Alice's dream is that uh uh, Obongo releases her servants, and they run over to her and start basically raping her, I guess. And, uh, after this is over, uh, Obongo is dead, but there's, like, this idol of some kind, or, like, a creature that's, like, lying on her, and it's, like, it appears to be, like, a dead and dried manta ray of some kind that has been turned into like this weird dragon like dragon shaped prop um that has a giant like matchstick comic relief penis grafted onto it um and because it's like a manta ray and it's all dried out and stuff it looks weirdly vaginal 
So it's already really interesting. You have a transgender actress playing a character who is, um, whose dead body has an idol on it, which is like this, um, and it's 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 like this intersex creature where it's both vaginal and penile at the same time. <laughs> and now I sound now I sound more than ever like an eccentric and and probably dickish uh, old school psychiatrist. Where you know, oh man, those thoughts are quite penile. Oh, but um, yeah. So anyway, uh. Alice ends up waking up from her dream and, uh, next to her husband, who is a writer played by Antonio Mayans, who is also the Sheik from, uh, Oasis of the Zombies, and Alan Hacker from, uh, Revenge in the House of Usher. Uh, we get to see his penis and testicles in this one. That's always fun. Um, it doesn't exactly hold up to the wondrous glory that is Howard Vernon's junk. Howard Vernon's junk. However, uh, it doesn't hold up to that, to, to, to Howard Vernon's junk. Um, but, uh, anyway, so, uh, she ends up waking up, and these dreams apparently make her extremely horny, so they start fucking, and, of course, this is, you know probably a bit late for me to warn you, but, uh, the movie called Macumba Sexual is a softcore porn, um, just so you know. So, yeah, anyway, they start fucking, um, there are some scenes that do get a little graphic, I should point out, in, as, as early as the first sex scene. There is, um, some, uh, there is a little bit of what appears to be some partially censored butthole action going on. Um, I also believe that, uh, at one point, there are, like, there is actual, at least, like, penetration with, like, toys, uh, for several of the actresses, and, um, also, I am not sure on this. Maybe they had her have, like, a, like a, like a prop penis, in her, like, but I think at one point Lena Rome actually might have a dick in her mouth. I'm not sure. Um, but, uh, I'm just reporting what I see. I have to report these facts as they are. These are the movie's vital statistics. Without them, you won't be able to understand how the movie works, and you won't be able to use it in your campaigns. Um, so yeah, anyway, uh, the, um, the couple is on vacation. Um, they, uh, um, somewhere, somewhere Spanish. They, uh, uh, the, the subtitles helpfully inform me that, um, the life preserver that is the sign that shows the name of the, re of the resort, uh, says Happy Bay. Um, I think it's kind of funny to take your partner to a resort called Happy Bay, because then they are the Happy Bay. Um, but the, uh, the uh, Alice ends up getting a phone call um, where she, um, basically her boss is like, hey, I know you're on vacation, but 
I'll give you a huge bonus if you go out and, uh, you know, help sell this castle to uh, this African uh, uh, noblewoman. Her name is uh, Tara Obongo. And so she's, so Alice is like a little shaken up by this, but her husband, but she's just like, eh, you know, I may be having premonitions about this queen who, you know, is tied to some unsettling imagery, to say the least. And, uh, you know, I, I, I've been having this dream every night and everything, but I, I could use this bonus. I, I could use the money. I'm going to go out there. Um, so she ends up showing up on the island, and uh, the movie reminds you, in case you've forgotten that this is a softcore porn, uh, because uh, Lena Romay has a very low-cut top, and the smallest pair of booty shorts I've ever seen. Like, I guess in the 80s, in wherever this was filmed, like, no real complaints about, like, you know, just the basic bottom third of your ass just sticking out from the bottom of your pants. Like, that's fine. Um... I'm not going to complain, just saying. Um, so anyway, she ends up showing up at a hotel, which uh, is run by Jess Franco, <laughs> reprising his role, essentially, from Vampiros Lesbos, where he played a psychotic hotel owner named Mehmet. Um, in this one, he plays a psychotic hotel owner named Maymay. Um... And, uh, Jess Franco is kind of renowned for his, quote, homages to other horror movies. So we have, um, a bizarre hotel owner who, uh, is obsessed with taxidermy. Hmm, where have I heard that before? So anyway, he's weird. He basically, he tells her, oh, yeah, so, um... Princess Obongo couldn't have possibly called you out here because she's been dead for decades. Also, you're a fucking fake. Like, he, that's, that's his actual line, is he says, I think you're a fucking fake. And I don't know what he means. And he says this while he's staring at her, like, tits and thighs. And so, yeah, like, she ends up just staying in the hotel, and she ends up, like, sunbathing naked, where she has another dream about, um, the princess, and, uh, at this point, Maymay comes out, and he basically just, like, calls her a whore, like, over and over again, and it's just weird, because she just sits there staring at him, like, mildly pissed off, and he's just like, your sluttish body, and she's just like, Okay, and so he's just like, listen, I'm not here to hurt you, I, I, I just he came here to, like, call you a slut a bunch of times, and also to warn you, you shouldn't go to that island, something terrible will happen, um, and then, at, I, I don't remember if it's here or in a later scene, but he ends up calling, um, he ends up calling Queen Obongo, um, the Queen of Mirrors. Which is interesting, because when he learns Alice's name, he says, I remember a story 
once about a girl named Alice. Are you her? So there's definitely some allusions going on to Alice in Wonderland. So it's Alice in Wonderland, except for um, you end up on this island, except for, like, if Alice ended up on this island where um, there's this queen who is, like, a necromancer who has just, like, naked slaves who go around the house just, like, creeping everyone out. And, um, like, eventually, so, yeah, that's what happens is, is, you know, Alice ends up, um, you know, going to, uh, Princess Tara's island, and she ends up, um, like, slowly uncovering, basically, like, at this point, any semblance of a plot is thrown out the window. We are now either seeing surreal stuff that kind of helps explain what's going on, um, or it's people having sex. Very artistically composed, very atmospheric, um, arranged, probably intended to be sort of, like, occult-seeming sex, but not with, with, with not a lot of effort put into it. Um, for a movie called Sexual Witchcraft, this movie does attempt to have, like, magic in it, um, but it, uh, um, it's not, like, it's not, like, anything that's, like, has any sort of thought or research necessarily put into it. Um, basically, there's, okay, so, early on, there's a point where, um, Lena Romay and her husband are having sex, and they are both envisioning having sex with Obongo, um, and, uh, who has great sex faces, by the way, she waggles her tongue around like she's in Kiss, and just, like, just has, like, this amazing smile on her face, and it's just like, ah, <laughs> like, she's just, like, she's just, like, having a great evil old time, having evil, like, dark magic sex with this couple, and, um, but yeah, no, so there's, like, a shot early on, too, of, like, um, the queen, like, uh, she has, like, two statues. Like, a lot of the statues on her island are very, um, like, African-themed, and I'll, I'll kind of get into that later. Um, but she has, like, these two, like, idols that she brings together so that they're, like, kissing, and then she, like, breaks them apart, and she does that over and over again. And so it's kind of implied then that she's supposed to be working on um, both Lena Romay and her husband. And so um, basically then, uh, like, after she has a bunch of sex with Obongo and her servants, um, Alice ends up witnessing Obongo basically dying, and she wakes up screaming, or, or, no, she she passes out screaming, excuse me. Um, and, uh, so she passes out screaming and is brought back to the hotel, where she just spends more time with her husband, who is starting to become more and more obsessed with, um, Tara, as in, like, he's writing her name over and over again on his typewriter like he's Jack Torrance. Um, and, uh... All work and no play make Antonio Mayans a dull boy. Um, 
And uh, so, um, eventually Antonio Mayans goes to the island to have lots of sex with Tara Obongo, and um, he ends up being stripped naked and put in a cage, um, and driven insane, apparently. Like, he's acting like he's, like, super, like, coked out. He's on, like, bad PCP or something, or, you know, yeah. And, uh, so he, um, like, at this point, like, Alice goes back to the island, and, you know, of course, we've already learned, because Antonio Mayans went there to have sex with her, uh, that Obongo is actually, of course, still alive, um, and, you know, she, she's some sort of, like, weird ghost sort of thing, apparently. Um, and so, uh, yeah, like, Alice goes there, they have more sex. I, it's hard to keep this all straight, because this is so just dreamlike and surreal, and it's just that Jess Franco touch to it um, that is just so hard to just pin down and track. Um, but, uh, yeah, so anyway, it turns out, basically, that the princess wants to leave the mortal coil and go off to the ghost world or whatever, and, um, therefore, she has caused Lena Romay to become her successor, or sort of, like, her magical daughter, um, and... So, Lena Romay is the new Princess Obongo, um, apparently, because, uh, Lena Romay wakes up again, and it's the start of the movie, and sorry, I kind of spoiled that earlier, (laughs) but, um, yeah, so anyway, she wakes up, her husband is just like, hey, maybe you shouldn't go, like, try to sell that house to Tara Obongo, and she's just like, maybe you're right. And then she looks over, and then da 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 da, matchstick dick, uh, like va- vagina monster idol thing, just shows up in the room, and she starts screaming, and it's all you know, da na 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 and then everyone uh kills Adam for making the world's longest reference to um City of the Living Dead ever. The most unnecessary reference. Anyway, um so the um you should watch that movie, by the way. Uh, you should just do a Google search for The Nightmare Becomes Reality and the movie that it links you to. Watch it blind. Trust me. Um, so, yeah. Um, what a fucking weird movie. I get... <sighs> More than... I, I don't want to repeat myself. I don't want to say things that I might have said about Jess Franco in other reviews. But more so than any other European director do Jess Franco's movies seem like dreams. Except for maybe Jean, Rol- Jean Roland. Um, 
Jean Roland's movies, again, Sea Grapes of Death, very surreal, but also level-headed at the same time, somehow. Um, this movie is just, I mean, it's, it's a, it, it is legitimately a dream within a dream. Um, perhaps even within another dream. Um, and it's inter- the thing that I've noticed upon repeated watching is just, I don't know, it's, it's, uh, the thing that I love about a certain cycle of Jess Franco's movies, um, which, based on the ones that I have seen, um, I would say, call this, um, let's see, Virgin Among the Living Dead, um, Vampiros Lesbos, this movie, and he, I feel like he did all those that I've seen, I just can't remember them right now, but, um, here's where I, I will reference another reviewer, um, in his review for Virgin Among the Living Dead, um, El Santo over at 1000 Misspent Hours and Counting kind of summarized the formula for these Jess Franco movies as a young woman who travels somewhere which is supposed to bring her some sort of glory or fortune, and I, I'm paraphrasing here, um, but uh, some sort of, she, tra- she travels to this faraway place that is supposed to bring her glory and fortune, um, but instead finds it to be the domain of the living dead. And I've always just, like, loved that description because it's it's so creepy, and it, it for, for Virgin Among the Living Dead, it's so fitting. And, and that review in particular from that site is, is it talk, he, he talks about how, um, basically how this movie was really Jess Franco's way of grieving for Soledad Miranda, um, his primary actress, um, who was kind of in some ways, he, as Jess Franco put it, reincarnated as Lena Romay. Um, and, um... So, Virgin Among the Living Dead is, is, it's not a movie that I'm particularly fond of, personally, but it is, it is a very personal sort of thing, where it's this journey, um, and, and, and the journey that this, these young women undertake, too, is, um, it's definitely, I think, meant to recall, um, or rip off, as some might have it, (laughs) plebeians, as some low-born losers who don't understand Jess Franco's true artistry. Oh. Um. (laughs) So Jess Franco is ripping off Dracula a bunch of times. He does that over and over again. (laughs) He also did make some legitimate Dracula movies. He made Count Dracula in 1970 that actually had Herbert Lom and Christopher Lee in it, which is fucking incredible. Um, the movie itself is okay. It's not one of my favorites, even if it's one of his more well-known, uh, films. Um, the, uh, and then, and then he made, um, Dracula Prisoner of Frankenstein and another Dracula Frankenstein movie, I'm pretty sure. No, I'm thinking of Erotic Rites of Frankenstein that doesn't have Dracula in it. Um, but it does have Howard Vernon in it, who played Dracula in Dracula Prisoner Frankenstein, and in this movie he plays 
Cagliostro. Yeah. Howard Vernon, unfortunately, is not in Macumba Sexual, and unfortunately, thus, this movie does not contain Howard Vernon's junk. Howard Vernon's junk. So, um, yeah, uh, the, um, Jess Franco was fascinated, and I think rightfully so, with, um, the opening of Dracula with um Jonathan Harker going going to and staying in the castle and witnessing all of the weird things that happen in there which are much more beautifully described in um the uh Icelandic version which I've reviewed through Book Club of Desolation um the uh because that basically just makes that sequence the whole book. And so it's just Jonathan Harker just desperately trying to stay alive in this vampire-infested castle. Um, but, yeah, no, so, you know, we have... Um, that's sort of, you know, you replace Jonathan Harker with a young woman, and you have sort of the Jess Franco story. Um, I mean, there's the Countess from... Vampiros Lesbos, um, who is very Dracula-like because she's a vampire. Um, here, uh, Queen Obongo is still kind of a vampire because she's feeding off of Lena Romay and her husband, but at the same time, she also, um, she, she, you know, is, is also just, look, she's more, it's more that she's kind of an anti-vampire. She's giving up her life force so that this other person can gain her power. Um, but it's, I don't know, it's just, um, I kind of wanted to talk about how this movie, I think, tries to enhance the strangeness of its main villain, if you can call her that, um, by, it's definitely, there's, in addition to making her kind of a, quote, strange vampire, there's also, like, whereas the Countess from Vampiros Lesbos was a European noblewoman, um, here we have an African noblewoman who um, practices an apparent variation on voodoo, there's kind of the whole eyes rolled back in the head, shaking around possession ceremony that happens in the movie um, when she's digging a dildo out of the desert sand. Because this is a Jess Franco movie. Uh, and, like, it's um, it's interesting because, yeah, there's just... I, I don't know if Jess Franco was just... I, I, I feel like there was definitely this sort of, like, pulpy like, very sort of problematic, exoticist um, thing going on where they're kind of playing up the African details as being, like, strange and intimidating. Um, at the same time, you're also seeing a transgender person from Africa who, at, at least the character is from Africa, um, who you know, is portrayed relatively positively. I mean, her... She uses dark magic to do what she's done, and she spreads horror, but it's like... 
I'm sorry, at the end of the day, I'm not really taking the horror of this movie overly seriously because I'm being bombarded with just so many tits and asses. Um, so, I, I don't know, I mean, oh no, Lena Romay is going to have orgies forever, it's a good thing that she likes sex. Like, <laughs> I don't know, it's not really that intimidating, and it, it underlies, it shows the fact that, um, you know, this is more to titillate and titillate, uh, than to be scary. That having been said, you know, there is still an atmosphere to it. Um, the, you know, the atmosphere I feel exists through, like, the soundtrack and camera work, um, even if it's... Th I think that's undermined by the exoticism that's demonstrated um, with the sort of magic that Queen Obongo uses and how she herself is portrayed. Um, but I don't know. I mean, at this point, I, 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 I'm running out of things to say on that matter. Uh, so I, I just want to say that ultimately, if you like surreal movies that try in a rather hilarious way to blend horror with um, lots of people having sex and lots of people having fake sex, uh, this movie will be very, very enjoyable. Um, and if you are like me and you are a woman-loving woman, um, especially a transgender one, uh, this movie, I feel, ha you can you can interpret it positively. Uh, <laughs> I I I don't know. I just like seeing trans women in movies, and if they get to be cool badass witches, that's awesome. So that's my take on things. Um, sadly, this is our final review for Pride this year. Um, I will be doing other reviews this month, but. Uh, they uh may they they may they may there might be some gay in them maybe i'll see what i can conjure up but for now um i just want you all to have a very wonderful pride i want you to be proud of who you are um i want you to take no shit i want you to um stand up against evil and death and destruction and fascism uh <laughs> And, um, yeah, um, take it easy. You've earned it. So, yeah, I, uh, from, from one gay to another, until we meet again. <laughs>